Off the ball, rugby. If England and Australia can button up their jerseys and tie their shoelaces, they're probably going to get to a semi-final on their two awful rugby teams. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Lunchtime Wrap. On Off the Ball. With Energia, proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities. It's Friday the 25th of August. This is the Lunchtime Wrap and I'm Cameron Hill. Good afternoon. Let's kick off with some soccer. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp insists attacker Mohamed Salah is not for sale. The Egypt international, who's won the Premier League and Champions League during his time at Anfield, has been linked with a big money move to Saudi Arabian side Al Ittihad. Klopp says they'd turn down any approaches for Salah regardless of the fee, insisting that he is essential at Liverpool. Well, football broadcaster Gareth Roberts joined Off The Ball Breakfast this morning. He noted that the timing of this latest transfer rumour is particularly interesting. The, the, the timing's a little bit strange. I mean, it's not new news that Mo Salah's brilliant at football. It's not new news that he's one of the best in the world. So why now? Um, and some of the more conspiratorial uh, among us would suggest that we're playing a football team at the weekend owned by a certain set of lads <laughs> and a certain set of lads are also putting some money on the table for most other teams so is there something there perhaps but away from that um you know the figures that are being um bandied around are just unbelievable aren't they i mean you know most other at liverpool earns about 18.2 million a year you look at what Ronaldo's earning in Saudi and it's around 175 million a year. And they're saying they're gonna top that for Mo Salah. Now, in a way, it doesn't surprise me because I was fortunate enough to go out to Qatar and watch Liverpool in the World Club Cup. And to see how he's revered, and I've also holidayed in Egypt as well, and to see how he's revered in that part of the world, it's something else, it's another level. He's bigger than Ronaldo in that part of the world so for Saudi to get Mo Salah would be huge for them it would be bigger than getting Ronaldo for them so I understand why they might want to put any number possible on the table but I don't understand the timing though because like I say you know you've had all summer uh, what's concerning I guess as well is that you know our window closes next week but the Saudi window runs beyond that which is something that Jurgen Klopp highlighted a couple of weeks back as not being great for the Premier League um, I think I think on it though Liverpool are just going to have to dig their heels in I, I think you know whatever money ends up on the table whatever happens with the agents or the player he simply cannot let Mo Salah go at this point if he wants to go at a future point well okay they might have to do some business but this doesn't suit Liverpool there isn't enough time for Liverpool to go and recruit another attacker even close to Mo Salah at this time of year, at this point in the window. And and to be honest, I don't actually know how you go about replacing him anyway. I mean, you look at the figures he's he's posted for Liverpool and they're, they're unbelievable. In six seasons, he's gone over 30 goals four times and he's never scored less than 20 goals in a season. His assists are pretty good as well. I actually think he's got better as well at that side of the game. He's better at holding the ball now. He's stronger. He's, you know, he's Liverpool's superstar. He's the fifth highest goal scorer in the history of Liverpool Football Club. And he could, he could easily go and get third if he sticks around, maybe even above if he asked him. So I, I just don't think Liverpool can, Liverpool have got to take the deals in. This is, this is like football manager stuff where you say, the player is not for sale at any price because 
there's no price right now that is head equal to Liverpool. There are some top games in the League of Ireland Premier Division tonight. Leaders Shamrock Rovers host Dundalk. Second place St. Pat's go to UCD. And it's third against fourth as Derry City make the trip to Bohemians. The other tie sees Drogheda United take on Cork City. All of those matches beginning at a quarter to eight. In the first division, leaders Galway United host Cove Ramblers. Bray Wanderers entertain Waterford. It's Athlone Town against Wexford. Finn Harps play Longford Town. And it's Treaty United up against Kerry. In the Premier League tonight, Luton Town make the short trip to Stamford Bridge to take on Chelsea from 8 o'clock. Now, Spanish FA president Luis Rubiales has refused to quit over his behaviour at the Women's World Cup final, saying he's been socially murdered. He's been heavily criticised and is facing FIFA disciplinary proceedings for kissing player Jenny Hermoso on the mouth following their 1-0 victory over England. Rubiales was widely expected to resign after footage also showed him grabbing his crotch near Queen Letizia of Spain and her 16-year-old daughter. And Republic of Ireland international Heather Payne is signed for WSL side Everton on a two-year contract. The 23-year-old joins fellow Ireland star Courtney Brosnan on a Merseyside. It brings to an end her four-year spell at college side Florida State. Payne featured for Ireland against Australia and Nigeria at the recent Women's World Cup. Now Rashida Adeleke has withdrawn from the Irish women's 4x400-metre relay team at the World Athletics Championships in Budapest. The 20-year-old Tala Sprinter finished fourth in the individual 400-metre final on Wednesday, but has decided not to participate in the team event. She'll be replaced by Kelly McGrory, who will race alongside Charlene Maudsley, Roisin Harrison and Sophie Becker in tomorrow's heats. To golf now, and Padraig Harrington is best of the Irish following his second round of the Czech Masters. The Dubliner shot a 400-par round of 68 today to move to 5-under all-round and is in a tie for 26th place. Shane Lowry finished with a second round of 71 to leave himself on 2-under-par and is in danger of missing the cut. John Murphy will tee off this hour also from 2-under-par. Denmark's Nikolai Hoigo still leads on 12-under-par. Elsewhere, Rory McIlroy is 7-under-par going into day 2 of the Tour Championship in Atlanta. The lead is shared on 10-under-par at East Lake by Victor Hovland, Colin Marikawa and Keegan Bradley. To rugby next, in Ireland's World Cup pool opponents South Africa face New Zealand in a warm-up game at Twickenham this evening. 7.30 is the kick-off time in London. Meanwhile, Ronan O'Gara believes that Ross Byrne's poor form off the tee may count against him in the race to be Ireland's backup out-half option at the World Cup. The Leinster 10 only converted one of four kicks during last weekend's 29-10 win over England at the Aviva Stadium. O'Gara joined off the ball breakfast this morning. O'Gara joined off the ball breakfast this morning. The La Rochelle head coach explained how Byrne can rediscover his kicking radar. I suppose from the final he missed... It's probably been five kicks from the one area too, just on the right, in from the right touchline a little bit. Uh, but I'm sure with his expertise and his capacity to kick the ball, he can iron that out. But ironing it out shouldn't be in uh, the Rugby World Cup. It needs to be done very soon. How do you, uh, how do, you do? I will, you know. Because how? That's a, goal, that's a fixed skill, you know. I think, that, but like it has hasn't shut the door on Crowley, is what I'm saying. Right, but how do you fix it? Like, is it? Does he meet with a kicking specialist? Is it like his own sports psychologist? No, no. I think he just he needs to just nail his next three kicks, and then it's over. But you know how highly uh, analysed and under the spotlight these these kickers are. That's. This can essentially be, you know, I mean, pushing the game to eight points, getting out to three points on. No, uh, I mean, he's not going to kick every kick, but it's just, I would say, where we have never seen any vulnerability in Ross Byrne ever has been in his goal kicking. 
But in the European Cup final and the game, was it against um, England? Was it on the right side? It was just a uh, radar was off for a little bit, but that's been ridiculously critical. But I think uh, the fine margins are needed for uh, getting the gold medal. You're listening to the Lunchtime Wrap on Off the Ball with Energy, a proud sponsor of Irish rugby. Think of the possibilities. In horse racing, Killarney stages eight races over jumps from 4.15. There are seven races on the jumps card at Kilbegan from 4.35. And on this day in 1968, tennis player Arthur Ashe became the first and only black man to win the US Open. Still only an amateur at that stage, Ashe entered the Open men's draw to avoid being drafted for the Vietnam War. He was thus unable to claim the $14,000 first prize money and turned professional the following year. Ash is also the only black winner of the men's singles title at Wimbledon and the Australian Open. He retired in 1980 and continued his work as a civil rights activist. He was once arrested in Washington, D.C. during a protest against apartheid in South Africa. Ash died from AIDS-related pneumonia in 1993. Well, that's all for Friday's Lunchtime Wrap. Keep up to date with the latest opinion, analysis and much more. Become a member today at offtheball.com forward slash join. Take care. The Lunchtime Wrap. On Off The Ball. With Energia, proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities.